0: You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. Ready to do another episode. Got the candle lit beside me, which is filling the room with a nice aroma. And I am ready to give some advice. And there's something I want to talk about today, and that topic is is going to be all about this idea of, is it weird to receive dating advice? Is it weird to implement dating advice? I was talking with a coaching client recently, and he said that he does not tell his friends that he's working with a coach. And so I thought that this would be a good opportunity to talk about the idea of whether or not you tell your friends what you're doing, uh, societal norms, this whole idea of I'm always having you guys go out and approach women. What is this all about? Is this normal? Is this strange? I mean, obviously, you probably know some of my answer already, but I want to go deeper into this today. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to listen to some voicemails. So I have a hotline, 323 432 0025. If you call in, it goes right to voicemail and you can leave a voicemail asking a question, just like we have from a few guys who you're going to hear from today. Some people find it more comfortable to actually just talk it out and leave a voicemail so I want to give you that opportunity so instead of always emailing you can call in to the hotline it's free you know data and normal data and text rates uh, apply as they say so you know it's going to be all up to whatever your plan is some people do call from other countries but the number is 323-432-0025 And forgive me for some of you who have left a voicemail that it's taken me a little while to get to these, but here we are and we're going to go through a few of them. But first, let's talk about today's topic. This idea of how strange it might feel to be taking and implementing dating advice. So again, back to my client who I do keep anonymous, keep all of my clients anonymous. Uh, so nothing could get back to them. But he said to me that he does not tell his friends what he's doing. He doesn't feel comfortable doing it. So my first response to that is, well, first of all, you don't have to tell your friends. You don't have to tell anyone what you're doing. I know that when I was going out and learning all this stuff and and reading up on things and watching videos in my early 20s, mid-20s when I was learning this stuff, I wasn't telling anyone that I was doing it. Well, maybe a few people, but I could have told a lot more, but no, I, I just kept them to, to myself. So this this is no means in, in any way trying to get you to feel comfortable telling people what you're doing. But he did tell me that he told one person and they had this strange reaction to it. So I kind of want to speak to that. So again, I'm not telling you to go out and tell your friends what you're doing. You don't have to do that. You don't have to tell your friends what you're up to, what you're doing, not because I think it's strange or weird it's definitely offbeat but because it's not something that first of all they need to know and if you feel that they're going to give you a bad reaction you're going to be in trouble i don't mean trouble like legally i mean in trouble like your mindset is going to start to question what you're doing so you tell your friends yeah i'm going out i'm doing approaches i'm coaching or i'm listening to this guy in this podcast or i read a book or whatever it may be and they say oh that's weird you might start to question yourself. Hmm, is that weird? Maybe they're right. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this or you know whatever it may be. So that's one of the reasons I say you don't have to tell your friends. So yeah, that's my kind of conclusion here. Do whatever you want. I'm not saying don't, but it's not something that you have to do. And I want to speak to this idea of guys who do tell their friends and get this reaction that is sort of negative where their friends are saying, "Oh, that's that's really strange. Like, why are you doing that? Why are you going out and approaching women? Why are you working with a coach? You're having a coach tell you how to date? This is this is all very strange." So, here's the thing. Here's here's one of the biggest things that I've learned that I want to impart to you is that what I found is there's a lot of people, and we'll call this society, who Are not necessarily doing things right just because a lot of people are doing it. So you might have heard that famous cliche, you know, if everyone jumped off a bridge, would you too? It's kind of that idea of just because there is a large majority of people who are not necessarily listening to dating advice, using a dating coach or implementing dating advice and going out and doing approaches, that doesn't mean that that's wrong. There is a lot of times, in fact, where people or society who are doing things in this mass quantity are doing it wrong. And I believe that this is one of those cases where I believe that the reason why a lot of guys don't do this or don't think to hire a coach is because they are afraid. I think that they are afraid of doing some of this stuff because it's a scary thing to do. Now, if you were to say to your friend, yeah, I'm taking guitar lessons. It's awesome. I'm learning guitar. Or I'm, I'm listening to a podcast. I'm learning guitar. I just got this guitar book. And I'm learning guitar. Your friend would be like, oh, cool. That's awesome. Nice. How fun. What's it like? Right? They wouldn't bat an eye at it. But then it's like, well, you're learning how to go and approach women. Hmm. Why are you doing that? So my point here is, is that when you're, doing some of these things that are scary. When you're out there putting yourself out there, you're going to find that there are a lot of people who you're going to offend mainly because they are people who are scared to do this kind of thing. You might not be scared to play the guitar or scared to learn any sort of skill, but when it comes to this, it's a scary thing to do. And Of course, it's also not necessarily like the normal skill. You don't hear about it a lot. But I would hope that after listening to many podcast episodes, you can find that this is a it is the solution. I have not heard of, and trust me, if anyone has dived into dating advice and dating coaches and information and mentors, it's me. I've seen it all. And I haven't seen any other better method. Now, some people might say, well, that's strange. Why are you going out and talking to girls? Just do online dating. Well, you can tell them, or I should even tell you that, Online dating is not the end-all be-all solution for all dating. You are really making a mistake if you're only focusing on online dating. I've talked about this in numerous episodes. One reason because there are women who you're going to meet, or I should say there's women who you might not meet because they're not online, so you only have a certain amount of women who you can meet online. I did not meet my current girlfriend online. and also it doesn't really train you to be that great with women. Hopefully, you get a lot of first dates. But if you're only getting a first date here and there off of online, you're not really building the skill set of communication and flirting and all that stuff, are you? So that's why approaching is so important. So that is not the solution. The solution is not to just do online dating. That is not the way to go. And people who say, well, it's weird to go out there and approach. That's mainly because, well, of course, I said because they're scared and anything that's scary kind of threatens them in a way. Almost like, wow, that person's doing that almost like subconsciously. They're thinking, oh, maybe I should be doing that, right? That's possible. But also people have been doing approaching. Online dating is only 20 years old, if that. I mean, well, I know it's 20 years old, maybe a little bit more, 22, 23. But When I say if that, it's like, well, when were people really going online and doing online dating where it was much more normal? We're talking like late 2000s. And then I would say it's became even more increasingly normal because of the dating apps in like 2012, 2013. So we're saying that dating apps and online dating is only like eight years old in terms of what you know normalcy. And so that means that other people were going out and they were approaching women. Of course, they had more opportunities because... People would go out more and there would be opportunities to meet people because you couldn't meet people online. Nowadays that might not be the case, although I think that there is a case against that too. But either way, my point here is, is that it's a lot easier to just succumb to the dating apps, right? So people aren't doing that as much. So it's a little bit more strange to put yourself out there. But you better believe, you know, 30, 40 years ago, if you wanted to meet a girl, you better go out. You better go to the bars. You better go out and and be conscious of the women around you so that you might have an opportunity to meet them. And these days I don't think people are doing that as much and so now society is kind of uh, you know changed in that sense. And so now I, I get why people might think it's strange, but if you really go down to it, if you really come down to the basics of what is it going to take for you to meet women, online's not the answer. you have to go out and do approaches. And there are people out there who are doing approaches, i.e. my clients, and I'm sure a lot of other people who are listening to this podcast, who are meeting women. And you want the best of both worlds. You want to be meeting women online and offline. So, of course, you know my answer. Do I think it's weird to be working with a coach? No. Do I think it's weird to be going out and, and having goals of how many women you're going to approach? I say this, Everyone can have their own judgment and their own opinion. I like to look at things a little bit more logically, and I I stand by a a moral uh, list, or I should say, uh, how should I put this? A set of rules, a set of moral rules. Maybe maybe we'll call it that. Where I say one, if you're not hurting anybody, and you're not, and two, you're not doing anything illegal, then why not? do whatever it is that falls outside of those two, two rules to be able to get to the point where you are good at something. So if your friends want to stand there and, and judge you or you want to let society go and judge you, that's fine. They can go on and they can do whatever they want to do to meet women. It's not going to be the way that you are. Maybe they have found someone because people find people without having to do dating advice and dating coaches. I also like to think that a lot of people are doing it wrong, and they don't know that they could do it better. I do believe that one of the reasons why the divorce rate is so high is because of the fact that people are not putting the effort into this. And I don't think people really understand, like really understand how how important it is if you're looking for a monogamous relationship, at the least, how important it is to put effort into the person that you're going to be with. Because if it's the wrong person, then you are in big trouble, my friend. Divorces are not fun. So to be lackadaisical, judgmental about the process of going out and meeting women and practicing this skill set is a really harsh judgment. It really is because this is one of the most important decisions you're going to make. Now, of course, maybe you're not looking for monogamous relationship. Maybe you're just looking for casual relationships. Well, still, How are you going to get better? If you want to have a bunch of women that you're talking to, dating, sleeping with, you think it's just going to magically happen if you're a person who doesn't have it naturally? I think a lot of the people who don't understand are some of the naturals out there. But I even think that there are very few naturals. In fact, I do have a whole episode on the fact that I don't think actual naturals exist. I don't want to go into it here. But I will say that those people are having i think that's it's a minority i think most people if not everyone in some degree like i said is not good with women they are not good with women they're not good with relationships they're not good with pleasing a woman in the bedroom they're not good at picking a partner and they feel like they think they maybe think it's weird to look stuff up or hire someone or maybe they don't even know that's possible although with the internet you can get any question you want answered I just think that there's a difference in mindset. There's that fixed mindset and there's the growth mindset. I believe that everyone who's listening to this podcast right now, so you who is listening to this podcast right now, you have a growth mindset. That's right. You do. You have a growth mindset. It's not even an opinion. It's a fact because you're listening to this episode. You're not listening to this for pure entertainment. You're listening because you want to learn something. Right? So you are in growth mindset and those other people who are judging you are in fixed mindset and fixed mindset is a fast road to nowhere. Now I don't want to be hypocritical and and be a judgmental person myself here and judge them. That's not what this is about. This is not about attacking society. This is about helping you and helping you focus and stay on your path. So here's another really important point here that has to do with this episode and this topic stop caring and thinking about what other people are doing and how they're living their lives, I honestly do believe that most people are doing it wrong. I think that general society does not have the answers. So you need to look within and you need to ask yourself, what is it that you want? What is it that you desire? What is it that you're looking for? And if you don't have that thing, then, what are the skill sets? What are the goals that you need to accomplish to get that thing? And if it's not illegal and if it's not hurting somebody, then why not help yourself? I want you to rewind that in that little 15 second, 30 second rewind button there and listen to that again, because that point was everything in terms of this episode. Okay. You got to stop focusing on what other people think what other people are doing. Again, this is not encouraging you to go off and tell everyone that you're listening to Dating Advice and you're listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast and you have this book. I mean, if you want to, go ahead. You don't have to. You can stay in your own path, in your own journey, and you can talk to the people who you think might need this help and might be open to it. I mean, I do hope you are recommending some of this stuff. But at the end of the day, just do what you need to do. So what do we think about that? That's that's the big point there. I want to thank everyone for DMing me lately. There's been a lot of great DMs of people DMing me when I asked them to do so on an episode of the podcast. I asked you recently to DM me about the vulnerability podcast episode. I asked you to DM me about some of the important mindsets where you can have the mindset of a winner versus the mindset of a loser. I want to thank you there. Um this episode, I'm not specifically going to ask you to DM me. You don't. You don't have to. Of course, if you want to, you can always say hi at Trip Advice. But I do appreciate those DMs, and I do take my time to read all of them as fast as I can and get back to you and at least say hello. So thank you all for coming into the Instagram world where you and I can connect a little bit more personally. And I want to mention, of course, that if you need help with dating advice. If you feel you can't do this on your own, if you feel you want to build the skill set and you're just done with worrying about the judgments of other people, then hop in the coaching program because this is the fastest way to get help. Okay, This is the fastest way. There are other ways too. I believe listening to this podcast is a way to get better faster, but the fastest method is coaching, which is working with me or one of my coaches at TripAdvice and we help you and put you on a plan and a program that's completely and 100% custom to you. Go to coachedbytrip.com to apply today and we can get you on the path to helping you. There is a mastermind program. There are one-on-one options, everything that you need to help you get to the next step to meet more women, attract more women, and become a person who's having a dating life where you have women of your choice. So if that's of interest to you, go to coachedbytrip.com. You can also get my course, getherhooked.com. The program is called Hooked. Getherhooked.com is the URL. And there you can check out the video course. You do get access to that in six of my other video courses if you end up signing up for the coaching program. So don't worry, when you're joining coaching, you get everything my book, my courses. And I want to give those to you because those have all the techniques and all the different rules for going out, talking to women and how to do this so you get better faster. Uh, recently, I want to mention this too. Recently, I just signed up for piano lessons, okay, and and this is literally last night. I signed up for four lessons, and it was with one of what it looks like by reviews, one of the uh, better better teachers out there. He'd had like the number one reviews on Thumbtack wherever he advertised, and and I reached out to him, and we did a call, and he explained to me how it all works. And one of the things that made me want to work with him, and this was so key too, is he explained to me that he is going to help me learn it. I know that sounds obvious, but let me break this down. That was when I was like, okay, we got to do this. This guy gets it. It's not about just like the intricacies of how to play the piece, but it's about how do you learn it? How do you actually learn a piece? Like what's the method to learning the piece? Like, where do you start? Where do you begin? And he had a whole method where you start from the beginning, but then you go to the end and you play it in reverse. And he had the strategies for the best ways so you can memorize it and the best ways that you can play it. I might even have him here on the podcast, not to talk about piano skills, but how to learn and how to master something. Anyway, I thought that was awesome. And I go, wow, that's that's so funny because that's what I do too. I even told him that. I go, that's what I do for my coaching clients is I'm teaching them not only how to do it, like how do you flirt and... How do you talk to girls, but how do you learn this? And how do you make this so it's inevitable and it becomes part of your life? It's really cool. But yeah, so I'm excited to do that. I'm going to learn a very hard piece here. And I remember I was uh, it was on my couch. I was watching an episode of some TV and a classical piece came on. I go, I've heard this before. What is this? I did a little Shazam. and I go, oh, okay, it's that one. It's a Beethoven song. I looked up the sheet music for it because I play piano. And I saw it. I go, whoa. I haven't really read sheet music in a long time. I, I learned classical growing up, but it's been a while since I've really dived into sheet music and this looked difficult. And I said, I did I don't even know where to begin with this piece. Like I, this is, I don't even know if I can just read this. So I was like, you know I should just get someone to help me to give me that push to start me off on this piece. So I know what I'm doing. And I was like, yeah, what, 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 why would I not do that? I can do it on my own. It's going to take a while. But also, I don't even know if I'd be able to do it right. Like, I don't, I don't even know if I would start this thing right. So, anyway, I'm very excited about that. i going to be starting with him in a week. And I might have him here on the podcast, like I said, to talk about strategies of how to learn something, how to master something. We'll see. Not sure. But anyway, if you need help, coachedbytrip.com or getterhooked.com options for the course or coaching. Why don't we go into some of our voicemails here? What do you say? I'm going to play them, and then we're going to answer the question. So here's the first one right now from Wolfie.
1: Hey, Tripp. My name's Wolfie. I'm 23. I live in Texas, and I was just wondering. My question is: is all uh, how do you figure out what you want and who you should be, uh, who you want to become, so you know what? Woman
0: you want by your side? What a deep question. How do you figure out who you want to become so you know what kind of woman to have by your side? What a great question and, and like I said, very deep. okay so so how do you find out who you want to become? Well, uh, this kind of goes along with, the, with a very similar question, which is one that I have definitely dabbled with personally for for many years like what you want to, your life to look like and what kind of person do you want to be goes along usually with what. how do you want to spend your time. And your time is going to be spent in your career, making money, spending time with people, your hobbies. What do you do in your free time? So I would say, first of all, to answer those questions, kind of a two-part answer. One, I would say you don't necessarily need to figure out exactly to the T, who you are, to know what kind of woman to have by your side. And I say that because you are going to change. And I'm comfortable saying that as a 36 year old because I mean, I'm not that much different, but there are different desires and wants that I've had since I was 18 years old. And it's changed over the course of the past, what, what is that, 18 years? So, you know, you're never going to fully find out who you are because you're an evolving being. But of course, I do enjoy this question because you. Got to have some sense of who you are as a person and what you want out of life, and I do believe that having those answers will help figure out what kind of woman you want, because you're going to figure out what kind of lifestyle you want, you're going to figure out what it is that you're passionate about, and and all those things. So I do think that that is important. This is actually a three part answer. I'll get into the part three in a second, but to answer the question of how do you figure out who you want to be. And it's funny. I feel like I'm the only one, even though it's such a common sense answer. But I've never seen it anywhere. No one's ever at. No one's. I, I did a lot of research on this for myself when I was diving into this. Uh, you know, a decade ago. But but even even into making this podcast, there were still many years where I was saying, "Well, what do I want my life to look like?" I knew I always wanted to be a dating coach and continue dating and building trip advice, but. What was it that I wanted my lifestyle to look like? And I just sat there and I thought about it and I thought about it and I would ask mentors and people and I would do research on this. I just couldn't find the answer anywhere. There was nothing out there that spoke to this until I, it finally clicked one day and now I get to share it here with you. You have to, again, it's going to be such a common sense answer. You're going to say, duh, but again, not many people think about this and no one's ever said it. So The answer is that you need to try different things. And especially you have the freedom to do that as someone who is 23 years old. You need to try new things. You need to experiment. You need to, you know, you can also talk to people and figure out well what are other people doing? What are their lifestyles like? But more importantly, you need to do. If you don't know where you want to live, just move and and move somewhere else and live. If you don't know what kind of career you want, jump into something and see if you like it. You can never think your way to who you want to be. You have to do your way to who you want to be. So you need to take action there. Okay? Now, part three is this. If you want to make this really simple, you can just look for three qualities in a woman. And you can still, of course, build you and who you want to be and take the advice I just took. But if you want to just make it really simple in the terms of what kind of woman you want, I find that most men who don't really understand this or know it, but I've broken it down and I've also listened to other gurus who have talked about this and they've broken it down and I've helped break it down to three very easy qualities to look for and qualities that I know that most men appreciate, but don't think to necessarily look for it or not putting a word to it. Those three qualities, don't you love if I build everything up so much, just keep you on the edge of your seat. Anyway, the three qualities are fit, feminine and friendly I have found that most men really appreciate a woman who is fit, who is very feminine, and who is very friendly. So that is someone who is fit, who's in good shape, who prioritizes their health. Feminine, I think that is someone who, or I should say a woman who acts in a feminine way. She is very easygoing. She is uh, someone who, who wears feminine clothing, who appreciates being in her feminine and then there is friendly, a woman who is, is friendly, who's nice, who's sweet. So fit, feminine, friendly. So Wolfie, you can also take that and run with it is while you're looking for the person who you are, but at the same time, want to still date and find a great partner, you can use those, those three, fit, feminine, and friendly. All right, let's go to another voicemail here from Jared.
1: Hey, Trip, this is Jared. So uh I do operate my own mechanic business. Oftentimes, I come across some attractive women that happen to my clients as well. So my question is, how can I, or is it possible, to make that switch from business to personal? And, of course, ask them out on a date. Hey, guys, be great. Thanks. Talk to you later, everybody.
0: Jared, thanks so much for sending in your voice. I love how you ended it too. Talk to you later. Bye. Almost sounds like uh, we talk all the time. Uh, in a way, we kind of do, even though it's a one-sided conversation with me to you. But anyway, Jared, this is a great question. I have a really solid answer for you and, and one that's pretty simple. I I would stay away from trying to meet clients or patrons, customers, of your business. I think that it is really uh risky. I think if it ever goes wrong, it could potentially hurt your business. In what way? I don't really know specifics. I don't know for sure, but I think we can all agree that there is some risk involved. What if it just doesn't go right and she feels like it was kind of creepy? You know, that she feels that she was trying to get her car fixed and all of a sudden you're trying to ask her out on a date. So because of this risk, what happens is it puts your job in potential jeopardy. And that's your job. That's your livelihood. Do you really want to risk it for a woman who you don't even know might be a good fit just because she's cute? I would hope the answer is no. I really don't think you should do it, bud. I think that if you want to meet women, and it sounds like there's probably a lot of women in your town who are cute because you're seeing them as your mechanic, then I want you to go out and do the methods that we talked about today in this episode. Online dating and going out and approaching women. Do not put your work in jeopardy. And this is the same thing for people who ask questions about dating women at work. It's the same exact answer. Don't put your work in jeopardy. Don't put your work in jeopardy. This is so important. It's like you're doing it for, for, what? for one woman. I don't care how special you think she is. She's not special because you don't know her yet. You don't know what she's like to date. You know her in the work setting and as a friend, but you don't know what she's like. So you're assuming that she's the, the most amazing one in the world and it's worth it to risk it. Risk it for the biscuit. In this case, do not. Please do not. It is, a, it is a practice of a scarcity mindset. And I want you to be practicing an abundant mindset. Scarcity mindset says, I will take these risks because this is all I can get. And maybe you're not in scarcity mindset. Maybe you're dating outside of it, but you just want to say, "Hey, what do I do here? There's some cute girls here. Should I do it here? No, don't." And if you are a person who's already doing pretty well in dating, that is your case, Jared. Then absolutely right. Then more reason not to. It's like, oh, you already have options. Don't do this at work. Don't want you to get in trouble. All right, let's go to another voicemail, Ahmed.
1: Hello Shrek. How are you? My name is Ahmed and I am from uh, Middle East. However, um I've been listening to you, your podcast, your YouTube, everything since twenty seventeen and it's you have a great stuff and all work for me so far. Um however, uh my question is um I would like to know how to maintain maintain a friend. You know, like I've been getting knowing people you know exchanging contact and try to you know like hang out or whatever later on but it never works out um and in the in the first time in the first place we we like we have the chemistry we we, we it looks like we have the you know the the link that uh, we are fit you know to be a friend however but never There's never a chance to know meet up again, or I have to be the first. I have to be the person always text. Um, Any advice for that will be much appreciated. Thank you so much and stay blessed.
0: Um, Amen. Thanks so much for calling in all the way from the Middle East. That is pretty awesome. Love how far this podcast can go. Um, I'm a little unclear on your question, and maybe everyone else who's listening is clear on it. I'm a little unclear. I feel like there's a few things here that I want to try to answer for you. Uh, One thing is, I'll say this. I feel like this this question is revolved around the friend zone. It sounds to me, Ahmed, like you are in a situation where you're either not going for the move all the way from there's chemistry to, okay, well, let's act on this chemistry, right? Being physical with a woman, asking her on a date. Or you're in a situation where you're trying to do some sort of friendship and you're trying to be a friend in order to build attraction to then go from friendship to dating. So I want to talk to those because that's what I think that this question is about. And so let's first start with this idea of if you're talking to a girl, you meet a girl, and there's chemistry, you need to just go for it. That would be one of the big pillars of my TED system the TED system is my system for how to build attraction with women, which has been proven to work very well. And one of those parts, one of those pillars in the TED system is D stands for dominance. You need to be leading. The, I think that leading is in, easy in in theory. It's like that's not hard to understand, right? Just, you know, lead, lead the interaction, ask her out, go for the kiss, make the move, lead the interaction to a place of sexual chemistry Course, yeah, that's that makes sense, but the implementation seems to be very hard for guys. And the reason why it's so hard is because you fear the rejection. But let me tell you something. As you sit there and you don't lead and you don't decide to use D, right? D dominance, you are actually slowly getting rejected. So that's what's happening. You're actually slowly getting rejected every single second that you don't try to lead the interaction, she is off to some other guy who is and who will. So you need to lead, you need to go for it, or else you're going to ultimately get rejected anyway. So it's like the analogy of ripping the band-aid right off. You just got to rip it off. You got to go for it. And also, lucky for us, dominance is a masculine trait that women are attracted to. So when you lead, it actually makes her more attracted to you in that process. Now, to answer your second part of this question, this idea that, You might be trying to get these women to be your friend first, and then you're trying to maneuver that to dating. Don't do that. Guys, don't do this. Please. The reason why you don't do this is because it's kind of the same idea as what I said before. It's like you're slowly getting rejected because you're not leading. So If you're just trying to be a friend, then it's going to be a friendship. Now, I do talk about In the TED system, T stands for tension. I don't want you to be confused where tension is something where you're kind of building things up. So maybe you think, oh well, if I'm friends with her, I'm I'm building more tension, right? I'm building more tension because I'm I'm waiting for it to kind of happen—the moment where we'll kiss or I'll ask her on a date. And I have to say that no, that's not exactly what the tension is. Tension is something that is built not by being a friend. It's quite the opposite. Tension is built. By you being someone who is actively flirting with her. That builds sexual tension and that builds attraction because you're going to be spiking her emotions. You can't spike her emotions and build tension if you're doing friendly things like talking to her about her life and her day and never talking about yourself and never asking her on a date and never flirting with her and just being a friend. You're going to actually kill attraction. You will not be building any tension. You will be killing attraction. So what I'm asking you to do is to make sure that you don't start off as friends ever. And if you get rejected, you get rejected. But you're going to waste a lot of time if you don't lead and go through the process of being a dominant person. Okay? If you need help, if you need my personal help with coaching, if you want me to be answering your questions in real time with you on the phone or you feel you need to work with someone, I got options here. Whether you're working with me or you're working with another coach certified by TripAdvice or joining my mastermind program, these are options for you. Don't forget to go to coachedbytrip.com to apply today and we can get you the help you need. Or go to getherhooked.com to get the full course on how to build tension and go through the whole TED system. That's all in there and very affordable. Anyone can get it. So check it out, getherhooked.com or apply to do coaching at coachedbytrip.com. Thank you, Ahmed. Thank you, Jared, thank you, Wolfie, all for for going through the voicemail instead of writing in. Uh, either way is fine. If you want to write in your questions, trip at tripadvice.com, or you can call in to the hotline, 323 432 0025. So, why don't you go ahead and do that if you have a question, and I will be happy to answer it here in the podcast. This has been great. We are going into a new year soon. We are ending December in just a couple weeks. Maybe I'll do a little New Year's episode where we can talk about New Year's resolutions and and talk about what you can hope for in 2022. But we got some time left on that. Again, thanks for everyone writing in. Thanks for everyone listening. Thanks for everyone DMing. Thanks for everyone writing. Any kind of review on iTunes, usually. I appreciate it. I'm grateful. You rock. Let's keep this journey going. Let's keep getting you the help that you need. Talk to you on the next episode.